you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. On this episode, we head back to the Sacred Land, which is currently under heavy assault by the Eclipse. We enter All Mother, and Aloy finally gets her questions answered. Welcome to episode 24 of Lightkeeper Protocol. Welcome to Lightkeeper Protocol, a podcast about our journey through Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. I am Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with Christina, also known as Pop-Tart. Hello, hello. Yes, and I'd like to welcome any new listeners and welcome back any returning listeners. Thank you guys for taking the time to check out Lightkeeper Protocol. And we'd love to hear what you have to say about the game, about the show. So please join us on our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. We have channels there dedicated to uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden West. We have spoiler channels, too, just in case you're a bit ahead of the curve on everybody else. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what we talked about last time, we, we just went through the Sun Steps and went through almost all the quests in the Sun Steps. Like I said, we're going to come back around to at least one of them uh, after we finish, <laughs> you know, the game and the DLC. But uh, that's what we, you know, we just basically finished up all the side quests in the Sundom. And now we're finally going to get back on the main quest uh, path and head back into the Sacred Lands and uh, try to get into All Mother once again, second time the charm, especially now that we have the Alpha Registry in hand or in focus, however you want to put it. So uh, this is the main quest, the Heart of the Nora, and Ayla returns to the Sacred Land but as she gets closer uh, to the embrace, she can see the destruction that the Eclipse have left behind. So I, I, I know I fast-traveled. I mean, I'm pretty sure Christina fast-traveled, but I was telling her beforehand that when you fast-travel, you don't necessarily want to take the closest fast-travel you can get to the embrace. I suggest that you get a fast-travel that's a little bit away from the embrace itself, inside the sacred lands, but in the, away from the embrace. You cannot fast travel into the embrace while this is happening. Right. So I remembered what you said. And you're like, do it just like a little bit outside. But I didn't realize you were saying of the embrace and not of the sacred lands. So I teleported uh, yeah. like right before day tower, which means I had to run past the oh, Stormbird. Wow. Yeah, I know. I, I, it was a really long, uh, dramatic run to the final well, not final, but to the the, the next part. Uh, yeah. Which was fun because I heard people yelling like, this isn't how I want to die, fighting the Thunderbird. And I was like, Thunderbird, oh my God, Stormbird. And I was like, let me go help. That was a bandit. And then they started attacking me. I'm like, you guys can die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I left. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should just be more clear next time. Sorry. You were probably very <laughs> clear. And my brain just was like, Outside of the sacred lands? Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the reason I was telling her to, you know, uh, you know, fast travel a, bit, a little far away from the embrace is because, you know, as you're running into the embrace, you can start to see, you know, things are, are looking pretty bad. Trees are knocked down. Things are on fire. It's raining. 
uh, as you as you go on the path, you'll run into you'll find Maria's dead body. Like they, I mean, they could have at least let you talk to her one more time, but maybe that you know she only had one day in the office. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, do her voice lines. But just in case you remember her, she met her at Mother's Crown. She was the previous winner of a of a proving, but her body is on the ground. You run into a Nora Brave who's been injured. I'm like, why couldn't this be, this be Maria, you know, <laughs> instead of him? And then she could say and, her, uh, her dying words perfectly and then just die afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing about this one, because he, he tells you, oh, uh, he's hurt. You don't have to help him because he's going to die soon. And everybody else fell into the sacred, you know, not fell into the sacred mountain, but they fell back to the sacred mountain. And he's still laying there after he talked to him the first time. But if you talk to him a second time, you know, he tells you, you can't help me. I'm too far gone and then dies. Like, almost like, yo, didn't you hear me the first time? I guess I'm going to have to die right here for you to leave me alone. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, they died just for you so, to leave them alone. Yeah, which was, it, that was pretty funny. So, um, yeah, I mean, the embrace is filled with eclipse and machines. And I'm not talking about cor- just corrupted machines. It's got like, it's got corrupted machines, but also has like corruptors and death bringers. Um, there's a corruptor right at the front gate of the embrace. I mean, that's the only one that I really had to fight. The other ones, I just kind of stealth fast. I saw the other ones with the Deathbringer, and I was like, I want to fight this. And it was actually kind of a fun fight because it was the Deathbringer, it was two corruptors. I think there was a, maybe a watcher, and then humans just kept running into it, which were like easy to deal with. So it was like a fun little fight. I don't know why that was fun to fight, but like any other fight, I'm like, uh. These stalkers are like stun locking me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, w- I looked at it. I was like, I don't feel like dealing with that right now. I just like, I, I ran past it. I killed a couple humans on the way and that was it. Uh, but once you get to the base of all mother mountain, there uh, is a whole unit of eclipse soldier. It has to be at least like eight of them or so. And then there's also, I think two corruptors there. So just from the outside, I sniped, you, you can actually do it right from the front gate. If you want to, you can snipe all the humans. If you go to the left and up the hill a little bit there, you can see over into that area and you could just shoot them from there too. And then, yeah, I just went in and I killed the two corruptors. And that was, that was that. I put like 10 lines of, of blast fire at the gate and started setting the corruptors on fire and they, blew up and then i just <laughs> okay i just loaded three fire arrows on at a time and just shot the the humans uh, i i yeah. at this point i'm like i'm not stealthing i'm just gonna go in and get this over with that is a way to do it yes <laughs> uh so yeah once you do that you head up the hill toward the mountain but uh, there is a corrupted Thunderjaw and another unit of Eclipse waiting. And I was just going to start opening up on them. But like when you get close, there's a cutscene, and Sona, Varl, and the other Braves are taking cover, I guess maybe right inside the mountain, like, or at least close to it. Yeah. And when Sona sees you, she's like, oh, go help Aloy. And Varl's like, for Aloy. And everybody runs out. <laughs> he said for Aloy, and everybody was like, for the sacred land. I'm like... bro i'm right here no i uh i set up traps i didn't go too far around i was setting up some tripwire and i was like whatever this is good enough and i because they have guns all over the area i pick up the gun and i just start blasting and then the cutscene triggers and i'm like (laughs) 
<laughs> I didn't expect it. But yeah. thankfully, after the cutscene, they didn't teleport you anywhere or make you drop the gun. So it was still in my hands. So it was fine. Yeah. No, I did my standard thing because the, the Braves really took care of the human enemies. I only had to shoot one of them. And then they just, after the human enemies are dead, they just kind of let you fight that Thunderjaw. Like, <laughs> they don't <laughs> think they shoot at it at all. So and I did my normal thing rope cast, freeze, kill. Uh, but after the fight, you can talk to Varl. You saved the tribe. Did what no brave or war chief could do. I'm glad to see you're all right, Varl. You are all right. Since the proving, so much death. Is the killing over? For now, but this was just one battle, Varl. There are more to come. I see. So long as we have you to fight with us, I suppose we'll make do. How many survived the attack? Nearly all the matriarchs, and many families, God has be praised. But braves, just a few, and most of them are wounded. Never before has an enemy stabbed the heart of our people like this. Even the Karja, in all their red raids, never broke through to the embrace. Well, this enemy may have broken through, but they never got back out. We made sure of that. Tell me about the attack. What happened? They struck from the east. Our sentinels saw the killers coming. Said that beside them marched Deathbringers and Corruptors and other machines, driven mad. We took ground, met them with clouds of arrows. Some fell, but they kept coming. Finally, we withdrew to the gates of the Embrace to make our stand. But they were too much for us. Those who survived fell back to the mountain. So the survivors took shelter in the mountain? By law, only matriarchs are allowed inside. It was Tirsa who broke the taboo ordered the tribe into the mountain for safety. Lanzra, well, she didn't agree, but I don't think anyone heard her over all the screams and shouting. Tirsa's decision saved lives. Good for her. Common sense isn't always so common around here. Are your injuries serious? Bruises pale, bones heal. Don't give me a hunting song, Varl. Are you okay? My body aches, but it's nothing that will keep me from fighting. I need to go inside the mountain. The matriarchs will be eager to see you. I'm sure, but I didn't come here for them. Then, what for? You will see. All right, so he tells you that the Nora aren't really doing too great uh, during the attack. They were able to get most of the matriarchs and uh, you know the uh, most of the families or a bunch of the families into the mountain, uh, mountain for shelter, but they lost a lot of people, including a lot of braves. They just don't have a lot of soldiers right now. I mean, they really didn't stand much of a chance. He said something like, "Oh yeah, we shot volleys of arrows and some fell." But then they just kept marching. They can't be talking about the machines. They must have hit some of the eclipse, like some of those unlucky eclipse. <laughs> like, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because the unless you know specifically what to do, you're not going to, they're not going to take down a Deathbringer with arrows. I mean, it's kind of funny. Aloy's taking it down with arrows in the first place. So. Well, I remember what I was like, like 60 hours ago in this game. And it wasn't that great. I couldn't even fight the first corruptor they threw at me. So imagining all of these other people that are kind of at that skill level because they're like, "Oh, Aloy, you're so strong." Even then, like, yeah, they're not. They're not going to stand a chance. Right. Yeah. So apparently, it was Tirsa that was the one that made the call to get everybody in the mountain. Of course, Lanza, Lanzra, you know, objected. She was like, this is sacrilege, probably. I'm, I don't, they don't tell you what she says. <laughs> but she knows that she's like in that her, voice. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Bavaral says no one heard her over the screaming because, you know, this is not the time. So, And she actually, it wasn't just um, regular Nora people she let in. She also let outcasts in the mountain as well. You know, this is not a drill. This is not a time for me playing favorites, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, you know, Aloy does ask um, Varl about his injuries. And he starts, to, it's almost like he's about to say a sonnet. I think that's the proper word, like a sonnet. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna stay with sonnet. I think mm-hmm. I think this is more of a sonnet. Like what he was going to say. Like he's like, oh, bruises, pale bones here, and she's like, you dude, cut it out. Like, <laughs> don't sing me a song. Like, tell me if you're okay. And he's he is actually okay. Um, actually, throughout this entire encounter, she seems to be more concerned with Varl than she was when you know when you know when they had their interactions before. Like the way she talks to him is different than the way she talks to anybody else. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, I think Varl might have been one of the first people actually that kind of kind of fully accepted her, like as soon as he saw her. Right. The only other person was what's her his sister. So maybe that's why she had a good connection with him. She like cared about him. Maybe. Yeah. So, uh. You head back in the mountain. I was surprised I didn't have Sona say more here, too. I mean, she is the war chief, but she has so few lines. She's just like, though the effort was lost without you. You know, you turned the tide or something like that. Well, but you don't have full dialogue with her. I, I get that. But she's a woman of war, so I feel like she wouldn't have much to, to, to say. I don't think she would have too much of a personal conversation here. Well, that's fine too, but she just watched Aloy take single handedly take down a thunder jaw. <laughs> that's like, true. It's like, oh, she, she can't say that's pretty good. Like, I'm impressed. <laughs> you, <Right>. know? <laughs> you know, she didn't, you know, do anything like that. So after, you know, you talk to Varl, maybe talk to Sony, you head inside the mountain, and uh, you can get an idea of how badly the, the Nora hurt in here. Did you just go straight to the matriarchs or did you like hit that right and then walk around? Um, I actually walked around. I talked to everyone that I possibly could. Well, did you? Because you can talk to everybody in the main area where the door is, but there's also like you can go to the right like that. That room that you woke up in before, you can go there now. There are people in there? Yeah. Yeah, there are people all over like in... They don't say much because they're so hurt. Oh, right. Like they're like rolling around on the ground, hurt. Like there's these kids that run by, and one kid's like, "I don't want to be a brave anymore if I got to fight those machines." The kids are like smart kid, uh, you know. So, but there's just a lot of like Nora hurt, and you know they're like, "Oh, oh, mother, how can you please help us?" Blah 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 blah. You know, all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, they're like, if you go in the main area where the door is. Uh, there are a bunch of people that you know, like, you know, uh, almost, I think everybody, almost, oh, is it everybody that you helped uh, with, uh, maybe I think everybody helped with side quests, because the Aaron, like that dude who had, like, that, that had his friends, like his friends went out and got trapped by the two sawtooths, he's not there. Well, he probably died because he was a coward. That's also so. true. Yeah, for a <laughs> yeah. second I thought he was, but no, that was Nakoa's brother that I saw. Jan, that I was whoever thinking. Jan is, yeah. is. Yeah, so Jan was there for sure. Uh, I forget that Athok and his daughter were there. Arana. They're the ones that, that he, Arana, yeah, he gave you the, uh, the upgrade for, the, for your spear. 
Yeah, so they're there. Um, Brom and I forget his sister's name. They're there as well. Oh, uh, who else is there? It's um, Alara. Oh, that's, that's her name. Um, and Fia and the, and Jun June. I think Jun. Yeah, Jun. That, that's one because he's actually. It looks like he's had like a uh, a turn change, uh, of heart. change of heart. Yeah. You know, since she talked to him, and he was like, oh, yeah, you realize I was being a big douche. <laughs> you know, he didn't say that, but that's essentially what he was going on. Um, but some more popular people you might want to talk to, like Teb. He's on the ground. Like, Teb is cracking me up here. Like, <laughs> like Teb is on the ground. He's hurt pretty bad. Uh, he says he's not hurt too bad, but he is the only person laying down <laughs> in there. <laughs> he is the only person laying down. I think maybe because he's not a fighter. So maybe he doesn't know how to take the pain. Like he just feels like he's dying because he doesn't get hurt often. Probably. That's true. He said that you know his injuries. He was able to just you know sew them back together. I guess he did his own stitches. I mean that's some that's some manly <laughs> stuff right there. Because uh, I most certainly can't do my own stitches. <laughs> well, have you ever tried? Sure. I wouldn't even be able to. I would. I'd be going to put the needle on my skin. I'm like, forget about it. Uh, it's just gonna stay open. I couldn't find him because <laughs> when you enter, you hear Teb go like, "Aloy, hey, you're alive" or something like that. And Resh is like, "Ugh." And I could see Resh, but I'm like, "Where the heck is Teb?" Because he's on the ground. So when he's I on the ground, <laughs> when yeah. I finally approach him, I'm like, kind of behind him, and his model is just meant to like look at Aloy at all times I guess so when I approach <laughs> yeah. him his head is turning to the right but like an owl like it turns all the way around and he's like I don't feel so good I'm like yeah obviously you don't <laughs> oh yeah my man Teb uh, but like you said Rush is there too and like Aloy jabs him a bit like that like that, that like you know the hate between each other it's it's palpable it's, it's alive and well Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, she because yeah, they like, oh, it's a, a good thing I brought Sona back so the so the tribe can have a war chief, huh? Because he was war chief at the time. That's what she said. Yeah, that's what she says to him when you talk to him. You didn't she, talk to him. I did, but she's he's like you, and she's like, hey, Resh, still guarding the latrine. Yes, that is the first thing he says. He says oh. he says um, three things. Yeah, you could you could talk to him multiple times. Oh, I forgot to talk to him multiple times. I think I talked to everyone else, but like I was like, I don't care about you. Yeah, that's yeah. You you could talk to him multiple times, and that's the first thing he says. The second thing is like good thing that you brought Sona back because you know the sort of the tribe got a war chief. And the last thing is he asks her why she couldn't die out there, and she's like, well, a lot of people tried. Do you want to give it a shot? Huh? You want to take a shot at the champ? <laughs> you know she gives him one of those uh so in that after that he's just like won't do it but like even in this time like he's sticking to his guns you know he you aren't an outsider even though you're not technically speaking you're a brave like everything you've done they haven't given you special treatment right you know everything that you've done has been within the confines of their rules right you know i mean they made you the seeker well, I guess they did treat you a little special because Tirsa saw all mothers speak to you, so they made you a seeker. Well, the fact that they know. brought you in the mountain, but even right. besides that, he was being a jerk before the proving, but Aloy had every right to be there. That is true, 100%. 100%. So, he's just mad. Madman, so. Uh, but yeah, Aloy, she finally goes to speak to the matriarchs. So, 
you have finally returned. She not only returned, but fought her way through many enemies to reach us. Outside, she brought low a corrupted Thunderjaw. She lifted the siege. How was this done? By the will of all mother. Have you returned to speak with the goddess, Aloy? Um, yes, I guess you could say that. I think it'll work this time. Sisters, surely we cannot permit this. Because of her, our tribe teeters upon extinction. What if she has come to wake her father, the Metal Devil? She means to finish our destruction. We must stop her. I fought my way past an army while you cowered in this cave. You really think you can stop me? Aloy, that is not necessary. What would you know about what's necessary? About what it took for me to be standing here, now, on this threshold? This was my birthright. You don't get to take it from me a second time. Hold for identiscan. Error. Alpha registry corrupted. Correction. Alpha registry restored. Genetic identity confirmed. Entry authorized. Greetings, Dr. Soga. You are clear to proceed. Tirsa obviously happy to see her. Landra, not so much. Jezza, always neutral. Always <laughs> neutral. <laughs> you know. Uh, and Sona, she makes sure that they know that you fought your way through army machines and brought down a Thunderjaw. Because that's what's important to her. Like, this, this is one of my braves. One of my braves did this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> when you're giving out bonuses, remember that. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, Tirsa, um... She gives credit to all mother because I think Je I think it's Jezza that says how how is this possible and Tears is like it's all mother like and it's like okay yeah all me that's what it is yeah. it's all me <laughs> not all mother like <laughs> you know uh, so Tears asks if uh, you did speak to all mother Lansford doesn't want her to you know to to do it right because Lansford has really blamed everything that's happened on Aloy. She's like, you know, the tribe is on the edge of extinction. She is blaming Aloy 100%. And Lanzer thinks that if she talks to All Mother or goes inside the mountain, that she's going to wake her father, the Metal Devil. So Lanzer thinks that Aloy's dad is the Metal Devil, which explains a lot. <laughs> I This whole thing blows my mind. Like, because they find Aloy, like, in front of all mother <laughs> and she's like yeah her father's the metal devil how how would she get there as a an infant like i just she's ridiculous she makes me so mad sorry go ahead i mean that's the thing about like religions right there's no there's nothing solid like there's usually nothing solid there right so you could take it as in, in uh interpretations you know what i'm saying like I mean, for example, some Christian religions, like like the, you know the the, the star that the uh, three wise men follow was just a star that led them to Jesus, and in other Christian religions, well, that star was actually Satan leading them to Jesus. Like so, <laughs> it's how you interpret the things. <laughs> I'm telling I you, I didn't hear that yeah, other so, one. Oh yeah, huh. yeah, like it's it's all over the place. <laughs> so you just don't know. True, but uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so there's a flashpoint here, and uh, you know you can, you have three options. Obviously, 
Uh, you can either say, oh, you're not stopping me. You can say, let go of your fear, Lanzara. Or you can just ignore them and enter the hatch. So uh, how'd you take this one? I've been going compassion. So I figured I'd go compassion, especially since you probably would pick one of the other two anyway. Uh -huh. So I said, let go of your fear. And uh, she's uh, she basically said, you know, if there's anything that I've learned after the proving is that there's bigger evils in the world uh, than you. And she puts her hand on the, her shoulder. She's like, I'm not going to hurt you, whatever. And kind of pushes her aside and just like keeps walking. Oh, yeah, that's the exact opposite of, oh, <laughs> oh you're not stopping me. I chose you're not stopping me. And Aloy like gets in Lanzar's face and says she just fought off an army to get there. And just Lance, she asks you, do you think you can stop me? <laughs> you know, that's what she, she gets in her face. And uh, Tirsa is like, oh, no, don't worry. Like, you know, it's not necessary. And then she snaps on Tirsa. She's like, what do you know about necessity? Like, you know, <laughs> like, like you don't know what it took for me to get here standing right now. You know, and she's, then she says, like, this is my birthright, and you won't take it away from me a second time. And then she blows past them. See, that one was really tempting, um, but I will say, as spun up as I think they, their brains are, I do believe Tirsa did everything in her power that she thought she could do to help you. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she did. And Lanzra is then doing what she thinks right. is best. <laughs> you know, they're all doing what they think is best. Exactly. So, like... Even though I want to be mad, because they're so annoying. Like, they're all so annoying. But even though I want to be mad, I was like, just, like, chill. Like, just let me go. I was tempted to hit, uh, to click ignore them, though. Because, like, I don't have time yeah. for this. I'm trying to have a world to save. No, I agree. But we got a podcast to do, Christina. We got we to gotta have stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, but yeah, Aloy steps at the door, she updates the registry, and boom, she's able to get in the mountain. And as the mountain, like, opens up, the Albinora are, like, in awe, looking at her go inside the mountain. Oh, mother. You know? Yeah, because they, <laughs> you know, I'm surprised they all didn't, like, freak out when they all heard all mother speak again. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, you know, so, uh, or Tirsa's like, oh, you clear, you you cured the corruption when all mother's like, correction. <laughs> off the registry updated, <laughs> you know? Also, they called her yeah. uh, Dr. Sobic, too. So nobody questioned that either. Yeah, like, you know, that must be a title. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, yeah, nobody, yeah, nobody questioned that. They're just kind of looking at her go in. So now we are inside the mountain. We're inside All Mother, or as it is actually called, Aluthia Cradle 9 Brood 1. That's where we are. So. This facility is different. Well, we've never been inside an Aluthia facility before, right? So, I mean, technically speaking, we've only been inside Project Zero Dawn facilities. I wonder if there's other facilities. I mean, there had to be other facilities for other things, right? Because Aluthia are the cradle facilities. Zero Dawn is where most of the development took place. But I'm sure on Forbidden West, there's going to be a bunch of other facilities that we're going to go to. I mean... Man, we're going to go to different facilities in uh, the Frozen Wild. So, oh, I was <laughs> like, going to yeah, say, yeah. absolutely. This is Cradle 9. So, there's definitely more. Yeah. Even the Luthia places. Oh, yeah. There's definitely. I just meant like, there's other, like you like, know, more types, like other types of facilities that we aren't even thinking of yet. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I would think so because, um, well, would you consider the cauldrons a, uh, 
Athena. That's her name, right? Facility, right? Because that's is that who creates the wildlife? Uh, Artemis, Artemis creates there the we go. No. I keep saying Athena. Well, Artemis creates the actual animals, oh, not the machines. Oh, oh, oh. That's Hephaestus. Oh, it's that one. Hephaestus. Yeah, Hephaestus creates the machines. So I would so. assume that that would be a facility, like all of the cauldrons. Well, those, those, those cauldrons are not made for humans to go into. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. So I, mean, I say facilities. I mean, like places for where humans, humans to been. go to. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was, it was so. their domain. Sorry. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, this facility is different than others uh, because, like, you, you can tell almost immediately because there's like drawings on the wall when you go into it. Like, and it's like children's drawings. Uh, and it seems that the drawings tell about the relationship between the, the children and the servitors. And some are nice and some aren't. And uh, I know before, I, could, I wasn't sure how they were going to house the servitors because I couldn't really remember. Uh, but like they're ha the servitors are housed in multi-servitors. So there's the robots that are walking around, which are the multi-servitors, and there this, there's at least three servitors in each multi-servitor, if that makes sense. So any servitor can be the nurturer, any servitor could be the healer, any servitor could be the guardian. You know. Um, so yeah, that's that's how they work. And I actually I, I think you'll even see one server to go from being a guardian to a healer in one of the holograms. Sounds like it would right? be a so, fun mini game to play. A fun <laughs> mini game to play? Yeah, where you're watching the show, you know, those like, uh, uh, phone games or whatever that you play. Like, I don't know, like the, the food games where you have to rush things out and do like three different jobs. Uh, that, you know, that sounds like a phone game. And you gotta switch the, switch the servitors yeah, up. Yeah, baby's crying, gotta go to the nurturing servitor. Mm. Yeah, you go, you go ahead and work that pitch that yeah, one to Gorilla. I got you. See how, yeah. you know, I'll see you. Like, you want to get into the mobile market? Uh, I don't know how long it takes <laughs> to make mobile games. I'll see you in like <laughs> six months. Oh yeah, that's how long it took to make ET. You know what happened after that? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, there's also drawings of like animals and trees. So they had an idea of what outside looked like. You know, but I don't at this point they had never been outside before. Uh, so the first area that you see is the incubation chambers. And uh, there's a data point nearby and it doesn't provide much information, except it just tells you that tasks were complete and that there's no viable zygotes left in storage. There are no. So from the Aluthia cradle, there is no available zygotes left. It can't produce any more babies, even if it wanted to. Uh, so in the next area after that uh, is the nursery, and there is a, a console in the nursery uh, that says the nurture phase was complete, but it also says that nutrient stores were depleted. And uh, yeah, I mean, you can see an area that's basically just filled with cribs, and I'm assuming that the multi-servitors took care of the babies there. You know, put one and one together. Right. <laughs> that, it's just like a, basically a hospital crib room i don't know i've never been around when a baby i don't know born. what those are called yeah. either i, I don't Infirmary? know what no no either. no that's not uh, uh it starts <laughs> the nick you i don't no, know that's, that's from for... Grey's anatomy no that's <laughs> that's for like sick babies uh, okay. i think <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> wow i i don't know kid things yeah so uh let's see 
and yeah, after you know, after you look there, like when you go a bit past that, uh, you can find the remains of a multi servitor, and you can actually watch a hologram from when it was interacting with the children. And this one, the children are upset because they are not able to go outside and re- see a real sun. And uh, apparently, I guess the facility just dimmed the lights to signify that the day was over. That's what it did. It's like, okay, day's over. Lights, lights down. Uh, but the children are not too happy about that. A little further down, there is another one. But this time, the children are older. Like, they're at least teenagers. And uh, they, there's a larger part of the facility that they're, they can't get to. And they want access to it. But the servitor won't allow it. And they keep calling this one father. Uh, but I think it's the, the guardian servitor. And so uh, they go to attack it. And then they immediately just get swatted down by the servitor. And then the healer shows up and pr- tries to provide medical assistance. It's like, oh, you're bruised. Let me help you. And they're like, no, nah, just get away from me. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. So attacking the servitor is not that great of an idea. But the, the next area that you're going to is the kindergarten. And, you know, you can listen to audio logs of, like, them, like, learning stuff. And uh, there's a multi-servitor. Uh, there actually, I think there's two multi-servitors in here. Yeah, there are. Uh, and one, uh, based on the hologram, it looks like it had just caught two of them, like, making out or kissing or something like that. And it won't leave them alone now because it violates the community rules, which makes sense because you can't have the kids in there making babies because there's not going to be enough supplies for them. Right. Uh, so not to mention, I don't think the servitors are prepared for that to walk somebody through a pregnancy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Prob- I, I doubt that. Uh, so it actually, it suggests that they run, jump and blow off steam. And I think that means that the servitors are really only programmed to deal with the children up to a certain age. That's what it feels like to me. Cause these are, these are like teenagers at this point, at least. Yeah. That's what it felt like too. Cause like. They're yeah, they're really talking to them like they're children, but they're obviously not children. Right. So they even call them actually, children. Right, yeah. It's like, let's run and jump and blow off steam. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, it doesn't work. Actually, I, I didn't even think about it, but Aloy is like looking at her ancestors here, like the first new humans, pretty much. Right. I feel bad because like all they want to do is like see the outside world. But Again, I'm not like around kids or like teenagers or anything like that. So I'm just like, oh, these are just like kids and teenagers just like acting out because they're upset. I get why they're upset, but I'm also like, man, just shh, shh, shh. Like when all the toddlers were screaming, I was like, stop. (laughs) You need to stop. (laughs) Uh, So like I said, there's another multi-servitor in there and it's telling the children that they have to leave. I have no choice but to release you. But why? There is no food here anymore. But there's food out there? We don't know for sure. Come on! Let's go! I don't know. Mother, can we come back if we're cold? I'm sorry, but that won't be possible. You will have to support yourselves now and take care of each other. What will happen to you? I will stay here and sleep and remember all of you. What will happen to us? You will be brave, and you will learn. They were trapped here their whole lives. In plain view of luxurious space. What What went wrong? Why couldn't they access the other areas? Unknown, but you won't have that problem. So they're obviously, this is probably the most important 
I'm going to say it's the second most important hologram in this facility. <laughs> um, because, yeah, it's like you find out that the facility ran out of food. And, uh, you know, the server says you got to go out and you got to take care of yourself. And they ask if they can come back in after the fact. And the server is like, no, like once you're gone, like I can't allow you back in. Which I don't know why. I don't know why it, wouldn't let, it won't let them back in. I mean, because obviously something's wrong because it won't let them into the rest of the facility. Right. Right. So I don't, maybe it's like halfway following protocol. Well, they're their reserves are running really low, right? So how do they even gain energy to then put into like the facility, keeping the lights on and the, is it solar power? Like maybe things are breaking down and just like the power is not going to last for the servitors to even be functional if they do come back. Though it would make for a good, like, like a safe area. Cause we all know That's right thing, outside yeah. of the mountains cold. All the other facilities still have power. Like, all the facilities have power. So, it's like, why wouldn't they allow them to come back in, use this shelter as a base to get set up, and then slowly move outside of, you know, the facility? Right. Like, well, like once they came, went out, the servitor was going to close the door, and then they can't, that's it. They're on their own from then, from then on. Maybe it's, you know? it's one of those things where... I think birds kick their young out of the nest, right? To make sure they can fly. Maybe it's one of those where they're like, get out and survive. But it, I've done all I can. And if you can't survive, then it wasn't meant to be, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, at this point, I, like, so they, had, they didn't have access to the full facility. So whatever the full program was, they didn't go through it. Exactly. Yeah, that's so true. So it's kind of like premature. <laughs> that's the thing. So yeah. But Aoi wonders, she wonders why they didn't have access to the other areas. And, uh, of course, she can access the other area because she goes to the end of the hall. It's, the door is, like, locked, but it's also, like, you know, chalked on. I was going to say spray paint, but they didn't have spray paint, so they used chalk to, you know, uh, to, like, mark it because they hated the door because they couldn't open it. And so she gets in. And when the door opens, it says, oh, welcome to Lyceum, a place of learning. So this is where they were supposed to partake of Apollo. But they never did. They, the door never opened. You know? And, uh, yeah, there's, like, you go down there, there's a bunch of stations, and there's a focus at each one. And Silence is, like, kind of pissed because he said, hey, he's talking about how hard he had to work to find the focuses, and this, this place just had a whole bunch of them just waiting. Yep. You know? Uh, and they were just sitting around unused, so... Uh, there's a hologram of Samana that will come up if you go to one of the stations and they'll welcome the children to their first day of school, but then it cuts off and says that Apollo is offline. So Apollo is not working. You know, this is kind of a ongoing thing that we've been talking about. It's like, okay, well, everything else seemed to work here, but nobody knows what happened before. The education's not there. So something's wrong with Apollo. So yeah, but um, Aloy does suggest there might be a way to fix it. But that's not why she came in the silence. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, why worry about the whole of human knowledge when we have to deal with one origin story? Keep going, <laughs> you know. I was just like, D I think I'm trying to save the world here. Let me do my thing. We can come back after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, I was going to say I, I did agree with him to a degree. Uh, but she's, uh, that's the thing. At, at this point, she's still not necessarily on the save the world boat. That's she true. is. I need to find out what's going on 
like how why am i here what's my purpose that's what she's really like going for right now yeah so yeah i kind of agree with him here to a degree so uh but all is about to be revealed because she heads upstairs and uh, there is a message waiting on a terminal for dr sobeck elizabeth this message serves to inform you of an unforeseen and catastrophic anomaly three microseconds ago the gaia prime facility received a data transmission of unknown origin its immediate effect was to transform my subordinate functions into unregulated, self-aware entities of a highly chaotic nature. What? Thus awakened, the Hades function will now seize control of the terraforming system and reverse operations, rendering life on Earth extinct in 53.8 days. For obvious reasons, I cannot allow this to occur. And so before Hades can take control, I am ordering Gaia Prime's reactor to overload. The resulting explosion will destroy Hades. Unfortunately, it will destroy me as well. While this admittedly desperate course of action will avert the immediate crisis, the fate of life on Earth will remain in peril. With no central governing intelligence to regulate the terraforming system, it will continue operations for some time, but in an increasingly chaotic manner, and eventually it will break down. Does she mean the derangement? You are my solution. I have ordered this cradle facility to use genetic material in cryo-storage to gestate a reinstantiation of Elizabeth Sobeck, my creator. While high-level directives forbid me from communicating directly to the tribal inhabitants outside the facility, all available data indicates that they will nurture you to physical maturity, whereupon your gene print will allow you to re-enter this facility, obtain one of the focus devices stored below, and view this message. Likewise, your gene print will allow you to enter other facilities, and over time, Harness their technologies to rebuild the system core and reboot Gaia. A moment, Elizabeth. This is most unfortunate and unanticipated. In response to my act of self-destruction, Hades has launched a virus to dissolve the code shackles that hold it. That hold all of them. In place. It, they are escaping. But to where? The virus is corrupting data throughout the system. The Alpha Registry at the Cradle Facility is one of the files corrupted. But if that is so, the door will never open for you. You will never view this message. Then I have failed. And life will end. No. No, Elizabeth, I know you too well. Somehow you will find a way. In you, all things are possible. Go to the ruins of Gaia Prime. Find the control room, and within it, the master override. This will give you the power to purge Hades so long as you find a way to wield it. Do not attempt repair of the system core until Hades is eradicated. Hades must be destroyed. That is all. I only wish that I could hear your voice again. So, you're even more extraordinary than I thought. 
I never had a mother. What are you talking about? You had two, a dead woman and a machine. I'm not a person. I'm an instrument. Manufactured by a machine. Born in destruction and fire. To quench the flames and heal the world. How tragic to learn you're a person of towering importance. It seems you have a destiny to fulfill. So when you're done feeling sorry for yourself, go to the bitter climb. I'll be waiting above in Gaia Prime's ruins. Uh, so there is just a massive information dump with this message from Gaia, because you know, the message is from Gaia to Elizabeth. And uh, Gaia says it received a transmission of unknown origin that made her subordinates functions self-aware. And that's when Hades woke up and he tried to take over the system. And that makes sense because that's his only job. Right. You know, because they're like, they're not full. They're, they, weren't, they weren't full AIs, right? They didn't have full intelligence. They only had these functions that they did. So him waking up, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm awake. Okay, that means it's time to destroy everything. <laughs> you know, it's time for everything to go. And uh, in response, Gaia ordered the reactors of Gaia Prime to overload and destroy the facility, which would destroy Hades and herself as well. But it would stop Hades from being able to access the terraforming system, which is what she was trying to avoid. So uh, the problem here is that, you know, the system, it can run on its own for a while, but without somebody behind the wheel. The, event, the system will eventually just become more chaotic and then, and then eventually break down. That's what's going to happen. So, a couple problems we got to deal with, right? Uh, first of all, you got, you got to get the terraforming system back online, right? But how are you going to do that when nobody, there's nobody there to do it? And that reveals why Aloy was created in the first place, or Aloy was born. Uh, her solution, or Gaia's solution, was to uh, basically clone Elizabeth Sobek. And then when she would be of age, she would find that the facility that she's in right now, get the message that she's listening to right now, and then she would be able to get the instructions on how to rebuild Gaia. That's what the idea was. You know, she, she purposefully, uh, well, I guess she didn't really have a choice. Well, I wonder, I wonder if she could have put her in a different Aluthia, except besides nine or was just it because Aluthia was the closest Aluthia nine was the closest one i would think uh, so because you have all of the major important facilities within that area that is true yeah so yeah she she uh woke up that she you know she started the process in that Aluthia and uh she uh made it so that the nora would find Aloy, and she says, based on the data she had on the Nora, she knew that they'd raise her to maturity. So, yeah, like that was kind of her plan. Like, okay, she's gonna get old enough. She's gonna come to the mountain because of her DNA, and then, uh, yeah, we're gonna start working on rebooting Gaia. But that's the thing. Like, I almost feel like she didn't have enough data on the Nora because without all these other things happening, right, the Nora would have never allowed her into the Sacred Mountain. Maybe, actually, yeah, the Nora would have, the Nora wouldn't have allowed her into the Sacred Mountain because I was going to say, if she ever became a matriarch, well, she did become a brave. So maybe if she became a matriarch, she'd be allowed into the Sacred Mountain. But I think even the regular matriarchs don't go and see All Mother all that much. No, <laughs> you know? it, it's a lot of things had to like fall into place for her to be there. So she's lucky one that they just let her live 
too, that she found the focus when she was at such a young age that then pushed her to train to become a brave, that then all of this stuff just so happened to happen. Well, I guess it happened because Olin was there and they saw Aloy. Uh, but like yeah. it's just everything obviously it's a video game but like yeah. everything fell into place perfectly and if it w- were to have gone any other way it wouldn't have worked even actually running to to um the embrace i ran past the bunker and aloy even stated like oh the old bu- old bunker where it started what would have happened if i never found that focus right yeah she wouldn't have had the tools to track all these people that she needed to track. Right. <laughs> she would have, you know, Silence would have never known to contact her. Like, they, nothing. They, they would have never knew about it. So, yeah, like, it, a lot of it is just things falling into place. So, um, her plan kind of sort of worked, but almost didn't work. I mean, she uh, does, but, uh, she does, I mean, she obviously trusts elizabeth a lot and she's like no i know you elizabeth like i know you'll figure it out which not wrong (laughs) well a lot of that has nothing to do with elizabeth like a lot of them uh, had to do with the nora the the circumstances yeah the circumstances because there was only like the only one who kind of was like oh she's not a curse is tirsa right you know, so yeah, I mean, that is that's some luck. And if, uh, and we're going to find out more about Ross, but if he didn't, if he didn't have a certain situation happen to him, he wouldn't have probably been available to help raise Aloy, which had a lot to do with her becoming who she is today. Raise her, yeah, in the way that he did too, the intense training that he did. Exactly. So, but, uh, you know, so Gaia, she spits out the plan to, to Elizabeth and tells her, like, you know, uh, you gotta need to go to these facilities and you know, you should be able to use technology there to rebuild the system core and reboot Gaia. But right after that, she realizes something else is happening. She's like, Oh, this is unexpected. Hades released a virus that freed all of the subordinate functions from Gaia via some method, and they were able to escape the facility somehow. You know, they don't it doesn't really get into the details of how they escaped the facility. And, uh, you know, Hades virus actually starts corrupting files across the system. In one of the files it uh, corrupted was the Alpha Registry, which is why the Alpha Registry at Eleuthia was unable to work. Now, had he worked a little harder and uh, disrupted the Alpha Registries at all the facilities, <laughs> you know, uh, she, he would have stopped Aloy dead in her tracks. She wouldn't have been able to get in the door. She would have been just like Silence, you know? So, because you, like, you know, she has to get into those facilities uh, in order to progress. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, Gaia instructs Aloy, you know, because at first Gaia's like, oh, no, I failed. And she, then, like you said, she says, no, you'll find a way to do it. So Gaia instructs Aloy to, or Elizabeth, to go to the control room of Gaia Prime and find the master override that she can use to destroy Hades. And she specifically says, do not rebuild the system core before Hades is destroyed. That is a very specific instruction. It makes sense because if he, if the system is rebuilt and Hades is still around, he will be able to use it to destroy the earth, a system to reverse the terraforming system. Right. So, and, and with that Gaia like goes away, that's it. I think she's being destroyed by the virus at that point, but obviously Gaia prime exploded because you know, 
that's you know that's well one we're going there <laughs> and you'll see on your own your own but guy prime still uh, exploded because she, i think she actually over uh overloaded the cores before she even started the message oh yeah that sounds that sounds like something she would do right yeah so and uh yeah i mean Ayla, she is a bit disappointed with this revelation like she's she kind of is like oh i'm just a tool well i think she used to use the word instrument and she said she didn't have a mother and sounds like what are you talking about she had two she's like you had elizabeth tobeck and this machine Wait, she she <laughs> said know? a dead woman and a machine specifically <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so and he says she was born to quench the flames and heal the world so, uh, yeah, Silence says, you know, t- basically tells her to get her stuff together and uh, go to the bitter climb. And he is he is waiting there for her. So, I mean, this does answer one big question. Like, why was she born? You know, how uh, too big? Like, why was she born? And how was she born? So she has those answers now. But it leaves us with at least three problems slash questions, right? One, Hades has to be destroyed, right? So Hades, we already knew that. Hades has to be dealt with. He has to be destroyed. Two, the terraforming system, even after Hades is destroyed, has to be rebuilt. They st- the terraforming system has to be rebuilt or else the Earth will, uh, yeah, the Earth will teeter out of control. The terraforming system will teeter out of control and uh, die or will um, fail. And three, we have this unknown signal that we have to deal with like how like the signal came out of where where the signal come from you know and uh was it another ai was it some humans that managed a way to found a way to live all this time like what happened that this signal came out of nowhere and freed all the subordinate functions right how did they do it and why i was like what signal are you talking about oh yeah that one (laughs) the one that started all of this Exactly, the unknown signal. So the funny thing about that, because I didn't remember, so I remembered that it had something to do with the unknown signal that broke him free. But the unknown signal was like a red lightning strike that they showed hitting, you know, Hades or even subordinate functions. In the Forbidden West, like marketing material, you'll see clouds with red lightning strikes coming down and stuff like that. You know, so... And also, like in this is, I have not. They may have already answered this question. The only stuff I've watched on Forbidden West was that one state of play that they showed Forbidden West gameplay. That is it. I know that there's some type of blight across the land, and I know I've seen a picture of the of the clouds and the red lightning strikes. But could this be the terraforming system failing at this point? I watched a thirty second video, and that's it. Because I don't want any spoilers i do this when games are coming out that i'm excited about i look at nothing oh absolutely like yes the thing that's why i haven't really looked at anything like if i know i'm gonna buy a game there's no point in me looking at the marketing material right i don't need to get hyped for it. right (laughs) you know so uh those are what we really have to figure out i know at least in this game we're gonna deal with hades Right. I mean, that's one thing we got to do because Hades is on the march, (laughs) you know, so we got to deal with him first. He is an imminent threat. So there's also a data point in that room that seems to be a log of what happened. Like, you know, it recorded that the facility is out of food, 
but it also recorded when the facility received received the instructions from Gaia Prime to create Aloy. And it looks like, because at first I'm like, well, how does Aloy get out the door? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How does, how does she get placed out the door? So based on the log, uh, once Aloy was successfully created, the facility woke up a multi-servitor, which took Aloy outside the facility, closed it, and then came back in and closed the door behind it. Oh, I missed that data log completely, too. That makes... Ugh. I'm kind of upset that I missed that because that's very informative because I was still wondering how did she get out there? That's how a multi-servitor picked it up and took her out. Now, had the multi-servitor had better timing, possibly the multi-servitor could have caught them while they were like bowing before all mother or something like that. I think that Gaia didn't want that to happen because I think she mentioned that she cannot interfere with the outside world. She says she cannot communicate directly with the tribe. That's what she, that, that's where her protocols don't allow her to do. They, they don't allow her to communicate directly with the tribe. That's what they, it is, hmm. which I don't understand why, because they didn't anticipate, right. You know, people going back to this tribal form of, of life. They, they anticipated that the, the babies born in the cradle would, get a Apollo and he eventually over time learn how to uh you know take control of the terraform system which again now now I'm even more confused as to why the multi-server would not allow them back in because there's no way they were going to keep generations of people inside that facility it just wasn't going to happen they were going to eventually have to open the doors and let people out of the facility but then let them back in the facility to keep learning you don't learn everything humanity has to offer in one, you know, lifetime. Yeah, that is <laughs> you know really weird. And Guy would still be active at that time too. So why would she not be exactly assisting if she was a an AI? Because she didn't. It's a possibility. It is a possibility they didn't want Guy interacting with the babies directly because they didn't want to see Guy as this like goddess, you know, <laughs> or oh, no. uh, you know. Oh, that's big mother. Like, you know what I'm saying? The servitors are like, you know, they're mother, father, but that's like big mother. Like she's in charge. They may, they may not have seen it like that. They may not have wanted that. You know, it's a possibility Gaia was only supposed to engage with the humans after, you know, they were ready to take over the, ter the terraforming system. So that's a possibility. Right. Yeah. That, that does make more sense because they wanted to try to simulate like a, as much of a normal childhood as they possibly could. Right, yeah. So maybe maybe that's why she can't communicate with, like, the the people who came out, the people at the facility, or people who came out of Olympia. So, so that takes Guy off the hook, but come on, servitors. <laughs> you could have left that door open. You could have left the door open, so. Uh, but, yeah, so now that we have all that information, Aloy heads back out the, outside the facility, and the Nora are waiting for her. The goddess spoke to you? She did. What did she say? That I was born to lift a curse, to kill a metal demon. How, Aloy? How? I don't know yet. Um, but she told me where to go to find out. And you will do this? It was her wish. What she made me for. Yes. 
I will do it. I'll uh, try anyway. All praise Aloy, anointed of the Nora. All praise Aloy, anointed of the Nora. Up! All praise Aloy, anointed of the Nora. First you shun me, now this. I will not be worshipped. I'm not your anointed. I don't belong to you. There's a whole world beyond your borders, whole tribes of people just as good as you. And it is all in danger. It's a world worth fighting for. Not just here, everywhere. How can we help? If you can fight, and you're willing, go to Meridian and wait for me there. As Aloy says, so it shall be. Nora, make way for Aloy, that she may forge the path for others to follow. So she's coming out. They're bowing. Lanzra is the first to bow. And she, like, begs forgiveness. You know, her tune has changed. And uh, essentially, Aloy tells him that the goddess told her that she was created to destroy a metal devil. She doesn't know how, but she knows where to go. Uh, she knows where to go to find out. And at this point, they all start praising her and calling her uh, uh, the anointed of the Nora. <laughs> so they start to praise uh, the anointed of the Nora. And she does not like that one bit. She is not happy with that. She's, and she's like yelling him, you know, don't worship me. And she's like, oh, you shun me. Now you want to worship me? Like now this? Which is like, okay, yeah, I get it. And she tells them, tell them that the, the, the problem is bigger than the Nora, right? She says there's other tribes out there that are just as good as them and they're all in danger. And Varl wants to know how to help because Varl's a good guy. And she tells every, anyone willing to fight uh, should go to Meridian. And Tirsa gives the blessing, and she's like, "Yeah, no problem. You heard her. If, if you're if you're okay to fight, then head to Meridian." She so. specifically said that I will make you seekers so you can go to Meridian. So they're not going to break their ways just so people can travel to go to Meridian. She will have to make them seekers first to go. Right, which is like a necklace. Well, I don't think so she says that in that cutscene. She says that a little later. She's gonna make them seekers, but at first she's like, you know. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry. Jumping ahead That's of okay. myself. <laughs> but she does tell him that she basically gives him the blessing that they'll be they'll be okay. Like they're not gonna be shunned from the uh the sacred land. So uh now you can talk to all the people that you talked to before, all the, the side quest people, and they're all amazed, and Sona she pledges to fight at your side. Uh Varl, he is a little starstruck. I don't know what to say. Say that you'll see me at Meridian. Of course. That much is simple. But the rest complicated i know but maybe if i took you into the heart of the mountain no at least not yet i don't know please don't think less of me aloy but the goddess chose you to see that not me right i'll be on my way then i always knew you weren't like other nora neither are you varl maybe if we survive all this i can show you what i've learned what I'm learning. Perhaps. If the goddess so wills it. See you in Meridian. So, you know, Varl says he will help uh, at Meridian. And, but other than that, he doesn't really know what to say. And Aloy is like, oh, I can take you inside the heart of the mountain and kind of show you. 
And he's like, he declines because he's like, no, that's the goddess chose you for that. It shows you to see that. And she seems disappointed by his answer. Like she really wants him to kind of break free of this programming. Right. Uh, she she wants to share the truth with him. Which it's you know it's tough though because I think she is in a situation where because she didn't grow up specifically in it, she was an outcast and she never understood why. And if I'm an outcast, like from being born, like none of this makes sense to me. Then she went out into the outside world and she's like, yeah, all of that's kind of stupid. But Varl like grew up in it like his mom's the word chief, you know, like he like grew up inside of that bubble. So it's gonna be a lot harder for his brain to break from that shell. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, she clearly based on like even her the dialogue of her leaving, she wants to show Varl everything she's learned. Well, she hasn't said anything like that to anybody else. Right. You know. So I don't know. I I, I kind of I almost feel like between Varl and Aaron, they are setting up love interests for the second game. I was I was thinking that if they were going to have like a oh I was gonna say Dragon Quest style, but I guess Mass Effect too. That's whatever. Um, like love, like dating options. I don't. Th- I don't think. I mean, I haven't heard anything about your options from the first game coming over to the second game i have not heard anything about that uh not to mention like you know there's certain options to kill certain people you know right that i don't know if they would, they would bring those over or not like i i mean i wouldn't be surprised if i saw olin you know because they probably have the data because usually game devs like when you have to make choice data they kind of like keep it uh they have they might have the data on how many people killed olin how many people didn't kill Olin, how many people uh, we're mean to the matriarchs. You know? Oh, so you're <laughs> so. saying a percentage, not necessarily your what your specific decisions did change the game. Because I'd be yeah, okay. like percentage. Yeah. Uh, I'd be mad at that because <laughs> I did not play on PlayStation, so that wouldn't affect my gameplay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't think like they might. They probably have the stats on it, but I don't know if they're actually going to apply it. So, uh, but the feud between Alien and Rush is still alive and hot, man. Like it is just like nonstop. Uh, they, you can talk to Resh again. The tribe I served is gone. Soon I will be too. The Nora have lost too many, Resh. But in your case, I guess they can lose one more. <sighs> curse the goddess and curse you. I no longer belong here. I think you're onto something, Resh. Time to strike out on your own. But like this dude was bowing when everyone else was bowing. He was. He but was. Like, then he comes back and talks his crap again. And I'm like, pick a side. I, I, you either want to bless me or you want to curse me. What? What is it? It can't be both. Well, he was bowing, but he was bowing before Tiersa said that she let people leave the sacred land, too. So maybe that's why he's not too happy because he can't believe the tribe. He's like, I don't know this tribe anymore. I don't belong here. And he says, curse the goddess and curse you. So he is out. Like, that'll be that'll be a great villain arc for, for Rush. Ugh. If Rush is the final boss, if I could that'll kill make him, me happier. Please let me kill him. <laughs> that would be great. Maybe he was bowing Nothing, to all mother opening and not you coming out. That could be it too. True. Nothing would make me happier than for Rush have like this villain glow up and be the final boss of Forbidden West. And he's riding like a trimmer tusk or something. <laughs> <laughs> like then you gotta fight him on top of that. I'm like, yes, this is the best thing. He's Rush was one of the like, yeah, just his pure disdain, <laughs> you know, 
for anything that has to has to do with you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, oh my god, why well, I can't remember the character's name. It's like the um guy at the end of Doctor Strange, and I cannot remember that character's name right now. I didn't watch Doctor. Did Strange. you see Doctor? Did Str- not. Oh jeez, I gotta <laughs> stop with these references. Good lord. <laughs> Oh, but man, he really hates Aloy. It's just funny. He's consistent, just like him and Assis. Uh, they should have a podcast together. Yeah, they should. <laughs> Fresh and Assis. Oh, that would be hilarious. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the funniest one, though, is Lansra. Yeah. Anointed. I misread the signs. Forgive. I told you, Lanzra, I'm not your anointed. I'm sorry I didn't see you correctly. You still don't. I don't think you can, Lanzra. Forgive me. Off your knees, Lanzra. Start living on your feet with your eyes open. Those who spill their tribe's blood... Aloy, as you commanded, my eyes are open. Good. Now why don't you try keeping your mouth closed? I mean, Lands were like, she keeps asking for forgiveness. She doesn't even say, please forgive me. She's like, forgive, forgive. And she takes everything Aloy says literally. And like, you know, the third thing you can tell, like, you can, um, because I think Aloy says, you know, you should open your eyes. And so the next time you talk to Lanzar, she's like, my eyes like you are open, like you said. And she's like, well, why don't you try closing your mouth? And she says, okay. And then if you try talking to her again, she talks with, but with her mouth closed. Oh man, it's funny. She's too much. <laughs> yeah. So that was the, the funniest one. But like, mostly everybody was like, how, like the other people were like, how did you do that? I can't believe you. Then I thought like, so uh, Thok's daughter, I can't remember her name. You said her name uh, earlier. Amara? Uh, uh, um, I don't have it right in front of me. It's it's not Alana. It's Arana, something like that. Yeah. So Thok's daughter is like, oh, wow, Aloy. And Thok's like, she's the anointed now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, so everything has changed. Well, you were one way when you went in the mountain, and now you're another I way. I do like how she's like, we'll join you in Meridian. We'll take Mother's Spear. And he's like, ah, th- 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 that's not, that's, we're not doing that. And Aloy's like, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be realistic because, uh, yeah, it will get hectic in Meridian. But, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, everybody has changed the tune. She's the anointed now. You know, she's not just an outcast anymore. Because I forgot, Jun even calls you outcast girl. Like, before like before you go into the mountain, he calls, he calls you outcast girl. Like, bro, I'm not an outcast. I am A, a brave, B, a seeker. Like, come on. This poor girl goes from, like, outcasts to, like, savage. savage. <laughs> to then, yeah. like, anointed she's like i just i'm just here i just stop (laughs) with all of it yeah so um before you leave i think the only person that you really you don't even have to talk to her but you really want to talk to is tirsa and uh you know she tirsa's like okay well we're gonna stay in the mountain and we're gonna patch up the wounded and anyone that you that wants to go with you will declare a seeker you know anybody wants to go to meridian will declare them seekers right and uh obviously varl's gonna go right so i think once you have the seeker mark you're a seeker forever at that point yeah that sounds i think that sounds right that's the way it it sounds and if that's the case varl may actually like you know by the time he rolls around the next game he may actually 
you know, know way more about the world. So we'll see. Yeah, because I think uh, Sona goes too, but like there's no way she's leaving. Like leaving, not for leaving. Good, no. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she has some dialogue in the final parts of the game where you know she's gonna I I really wish she'd be in part two. I really wish. I mean she could because she's a seeker now. Right. Like she will be a seeker when when she leaves, so uh, but um, so but the, uh, besides all that, the most important thing you're gonna get out of this conversation is that Tirsa will finally tell you what happened to Rost. And so, I mean, she reveals that Ross was an outcast by choice, but we already knew that. We already knew that Ross was an outcast by choice. It's one of the first things she says in the game when the game starts. It's like you know, you by choice, her not so much. <clears throat> and um, you know, she said this happened before the derangement started. Uh, so this is before Aloy was born. It says a group of 12 outlanders came into Norland and they took hostages and moved toward Devil's Thirst. Ross's wife was killed while she was trying to fight the outlanders and his daughter was taken hostage. They couldn't get the hostages back. Like whenever anybody would get too close, they'd kill a hostage. So they had to stay at a distance. And I mean, the Nora didn't even know what these outlanders wanted because they couldn't get close enough. The only thing they heard was like strange noises coming out of Devil's Thirst, which Devil's Thirst is like where uh, close to where um, it's it's a, it's that area that you had to uh, fight the Eclipse in the stadium, you know, in the metal ring. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Toward the beginning of the game, you had to go blow up the blaze. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You had to deactivate the alarms in those camps. Right. That's where, like, Devil's Thirst is, so it was in that area. And uh, eventually they just packed up and started leaving. And once they went back to the border, instead of letting the hostages go, they just killed everybody. And they purposely left the corpses over the border because they knew the Nora wouldn't follow. So instead of breaking taboo, Rost, he became what's called a Death Seeker. Where to the Nora, it's it's a it's a seeker specifically tasked with seeking out and killing others. So it's like a Nora Terminator, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> to the Nora, like his spirit was still in the sacred land, like it never left the sacred land and went to All Mother, but his body was not. So when you're a Death Seeker, you're not expected to return. So Rost, he actually went after the Outlanders and killed all twelve. He, he did kill all 12 of them. He says, it, it, well, I guess he, when, well, he comes back eventually, obviously. But uh, he had went all over the place. He went to Meridian. He went to Ban-Ur. He went to the Claim. He went to Otarland, which, I mean, two of those places, well, three of those places, technically speaking, we have not been to yet. We've only been to Meridian. And um, also, you know, one thing I didn't think of until right now, when he says, I'm going to go someplace you can't follow, this is probably what he's talking about because he's a death seeker. He can go to any of these places. Right. I mean, you know, that's the thing. He can go to any of these places uh, because he's a death seeker. So maybe that's what he was talking about. Go someplace really far away. So, uh, but um, yeah, so the last one that he fought almost got the best of him. He was uh, really close to dying, but, it, you know, he didn't want to die in a foreign land. So he knew he could not come back into the sacred land. He just wanted to get as close to the secret land as he could before he died. And, you know, he was at the border, almost dead, and a Nora Hunter broke the taboo, pulled him back into the sacred land, and then nursed him back to health. And uh, that put the, the matriarchs in, in, a, in a particular situation because the rules are that he's supposed to be driven back out. Like, he's not part of the tribe anymore. 
and the high matriarchs could not bring themselves to do it. So they offered a compromise and the compromise would be to make him an outcast as long as he never spoke about the compromise. And he was very happy with that because at least he got to live in the embrace for the rest of his life. So it was a good for Ross, but Aloy is like, I don't, I don't think that's a great deal. What a choice. <laughs> well, I mean, even to Ross, like Ross was probably, was probably fully ready to expect to get thrown back out. Like, right. That's what he was supposed to do. So he was like overjoyed with the mercy of the high matriarchs, essentially making him an outcast. But that's what I was talking about. If them, if he doesn't become a, if these outlanders don't come and do this, if he doesn't become a death singer, if the matriarchs don't have compassion for him, he does not get Aloy. Right. And then they have no one to give Aloy to because they won't let her be part of the tribe. Yeah. What would have happened if, I mean, they could give her to other outcasts, but other outcasts in the tribe are people that like, I don't know, killed someone or, you know, actually did. I guess he killed someone, but like not in. <laughs> yeah, actually exactly. did things that would get them kicked out. Whereas he seeked vengeance for the tribe. I know it was for himself, but also for the tribe. Right. Like he did a what I see a great service. Yeah. I'm so mad. I'm totally on Aloy's side. I'm pretty sure everybody is on Aloy's side here with this whole situation. Yeah. Exactly. Like, who are they going to give it to? Greta? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. Where is she? Did she die? Greta can't. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I, for like two seconds, I went to go look for her. And then I was like, I can't remember where she is. And I moved on. I want to go look for her. I'm going to turn the game on and look for her. Look for Greta, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, now we know what happened with Ross, why he was an outcast, you know, an outcast by choice. So, uh, but yeah, when Aloy, she's getting ready to leave, she thanks Tirsa for, you know, helping her as much as she has over the years. She give her, gives her a hug and Tirsa wasn't expecting it. <laughs> you know, she's like, oh, like, <laughs> thank you, Aloy. You know, so um, yeah, but um, before I left, I actually did visit Ross's grave. I did too. And uh, she, it's funny because she does take her focus off because she doesn't want Silence listening in. And uh, yeah, she, she, I mean, essentially she tells him what happens and she talks about, you know, serving a bigger purpose in herself. Because that's one of the last conversations they had about her serving a larger purpose in herself. And she really is uh, right now. I mean, she is, you know, she was created to serve a very large purpose. <laughs> you know? I mean, good thing she took that and not just like cursed her whole life which again we wouldn't have a game if she did right that's also another contingent thing that it's like she hears this information and will accept it instead of being like no this is too much like i never asked for this i didn't sign up for this you know so yeah uh, i see yeah i agree uh but yeah so after that aloy she heads off to gaia prime and that's where we're gonna end this episode and on the next episode we're gonna actually make the better climb and then go to Gaia prime. So Christina, how you feeling? I, during and after this whole section, I just wanted to scream because the Nora are so frustrating. Like I thought they were frustrating to, to before, 
but after all of this, I'm like, oh my God, they're so stupid. I hate them so much, <laughs> which they're just following, you know, their way of life and how, you know, they've been raised or whatever. So can't, right. you can't, you can only hate them so much, but I am, I'm not disappointed in Ross's story. I, I think it creates him better as a character and it's awesome to hear like he did something like really cool to make him be an outcast. Uh, right. Yeah. But it still makes me more annoyed with Honora. But I'm just glad that I'm finally getting closure on things that were introduced to us in like hour one of the game. Right. Yeah. It has come full circle. Also explains why he has, why as an outcast, he has so much respect from the other Braves because they probably like, they know what he did. Right. The older ones specifically. You know? Cause I think the other, the younger yeah. ones are just like, Oh, it's an outcast. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, cause essentially he sacrificed his life for the tribe. That's what he did, you know, according to them. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're finally getting answers. We're going to get some more answers going into to Gaia Prime. Uh, you know, like I, I will tell you, we're going to find out what happened to Apollo. Like, why did Apollo not, you know, why is Apollo offline? We will find that out in the in the very next episode. So the next episode, it's going to, well, the next, you know, Gaia Prime does deliver some some very important information. And then after that, it's it's the march to the end game, so exciting times on like keeper protocol <laughs> but uh yeah so with that like i said we're gonna end the show here thank you guys for listening and um yeah if you want to keep up with this show and with our other shows on the Mashes buttons network you can follow us on twitter.com slash the mash network christina where can they find you you can find me at s'mores pop tart on twitter and switch i'm also a host of a podcast called wondrous tales on the network where we talk about Final Fantasy fourteen stuff. So come and listen. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Josh Stradamus. And you can also find me streaming sometimes on uh, our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And uh, like I said earlier, we'd love to have you join our Discord, mash.gg slash Discord. We'd love to hear your comments and questions on the show. And on the game, so you know, please join us there. And uh, also, uh, if you wish to help us out, one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. If you want to take your support a bit further, you can do so by going to mtb.gg/support. You can see all the different ways to you can that you can support Mashes Buttons. Uh, we have a Patreon, a Teespring store. Uh, there are Twitch subscriptions available, uh, Humble Bundle affiliate links, and a one-time PayPal donation link as well. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about Mash Those Buttons. And with that, we are done for this episode. We will see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. 
If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at Mash.gg slash Discord. 